0: buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-230-2777. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-230-2777. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-230-2777. 800-230-2777
2: Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with uh, my co-host, Denise Dirks, and Todd Kunin, our producer Cal Hunter. It's the 16th of July, 2022. If you want to call on the show, this is our third hour. Those of you who stay with us three hours, you are the stalwarts because this is exciting, entertaining, but only sometimes informative. Remember, <laughs> seek counsel. Don't uh, you know, go get legal advice. We're just talking about general topics of law. We're here to entertain you first. And uh, be informative second. So uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or, or email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Go follow us personally on Instagram. I mean, we have a Radiolawtalk Talk Instagram. You can do that. But my personal Instagram, because I look at that more, is at frederickpenny1, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K-P-E-N-N-E-Y. And the number one, Denise, yours is?
3: Private. Private.
2: And Todd,
3: <laughs> yours is? Mine is at Todd Kunin. That's T-O-D-D-K-U-H-N-E-N.
1: All right. Follow us if you want. And mine's Cal Hunter, by the way. Do you have one? You got one, Cal? It's either Hunter Cow or Cal Hunter. can't remember. <laughs>
3: but one yeah, of the you, two. you could tell he's really into I, it, and he'll I'll
1: answer upset. you. I, he I do look at it. It's just all in cookies. You know, I just click over and yeah. see that. So, okay,
2: you know, Cal. But my law Cal. office has a Facebook, though. Does it? Okay. Yes. Go, to the, go to the law offices of Denise Turks. We're not pushing her, though. Yeah. We're not pushing any of us. We're just telling you that. We're going to talk about uh, Amber Heard. Uh, we're going to talk about fertility doctors. Uh, 1992 case... Uh, that uh, the prosecutors are now trying to prosecute that is very interesting. And Todd Kunin, one of our co-hosts here, former prosecutor for the DA's office in Tennessee, California, and now a a dude that does a lot of uh, uh, public defense for public defender's office. Look, there's some interesting things about this 1992 case who had two prior hung juries. And why is it that they're allowed to have another case going against them when you got double jeopardy uh, laws. So we're going to discuss that, get into that, um, and we've got other things to talk about. And at the very end, the most important thing you guys like to listen at the end is what we call our quick takes. And Denise and I and Todd will throw a quick take out there because we know in a three-hour time period you're not going to remember everything. So we're going to throw something out for you to remember during the week. But with that, let's go to Case or No Case.
1: Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! In show business, there was an adage, a phrase, and it was made popular by the late, great TV show host Tom Snyder way back in the day. Tom Snyder used to take a drag on a cigarette, look in the camera and go, (laughs) there's no such thing as bad talent, only bad producers. Well, this was the case in 1956 when Buddy Holly recorded this breakout song. He and his drummer Jerry Allison wrote it. That'll be the day. Buddy jumped uh, at the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Hey, when uh, jumped at the opportunity to record it in a real Nashville studio for the giant record label at the time, Decca Records, DECCA. Mm-hmm. At last, alas. Big. The Nashville sessions were less than stellar, badly produced, badly arranged with the house band who just wasn't very good. And Buddy hated the results. Decca hated the sessions as well, and did not publish any of it, didn't make it to record. The botched Nashville sessions, including That'll Be The Day, were locked away in the Decca vaults, and they were dead on arrival. But wow. Buddy urgently wanted to, I mean, think, think of the history of rock and roll if that song had not, this has kicked Buddy Holly's career off. So he urgently wanted to re-record TBTD and release it on another label. But Decca said, you do that and we'll crush you with a career-ending lawsuit. But the 22-year-old Buddy Holly had a plan. He went straight to a small studio in New Mexico and recorded this perfect, definitive version of That'll Be the Day and took the finished product to Brunswick Records for release. Remember Decca Brunswick? Brunswick realized it was a solid hit, published it to worldwide acclaim. Decca saw this, was so successful, they decided they're going to sue Buddy Holly. Got their powerful legal team out there and said, We think we have a case or no case. Denise, what do you think about this case or no case? Denise Oh I you.
4: think um,
1: It's another funeral home. Uh, no, no, no no, no, no no, no. <clears throat> Brought to you by the Herman funeral home, yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. I, I mean, there might be a little bit of dead air and there might be a little dead space, yeah. but uh, <laughs>
1: that's usually for me, but go ahead.
4: <laughs> you know what? Something tells me that it happened that this is real. This is a scenario. And that Deca did sue Buddy Holly and that Buddy Holly ended up winning because it brought attention to his music and this album in particular. And he made a lot of money off this album. I think there was a mistake in the contract with Deca and that Deca did not have the rights to, um, to suppress any future, uh, recordings of it. And I do think that the case, um, ends up settling but buddy holly wins in the end because of the uh, the all of the public things and the uh, record
1: and the record was re- released it obviously was for yeah sure. okay fred penny what do you say case or no case i
2: think i remember this case uh, not not the details this does sound like a case i'm going to say it is a case and and buddy holly does win it's obvious cuz the uh, uh, now the question is, do they settle or whatever? But Buddy Holly wins, or it settles out, so Buddy Holly can actually produce this or, or put this song out. Maybe, like you said, you said a hint, Cal. Decca buys out his uh, the company that went ahead and uh, published this. So I don't know, but yeah, Case and Buddy Holly gets to win either through settlement or uh, an
3: actual verdict. One way or the other, he went, okay, Todd, what say you? What was the significance of Decca Brunswick? You said when when Buddy Holly made the record in New Mexico, then he went and he sold it to, or he went to the record company, Brunswick, and then you said Deca Brunswick. <laughs> what was the significance of that?
1: Well, that may be a factor in all of this, but the fact is that Deca was where he recorded the first version and yes. that was buried he worked with this little label Brunswick in New Mexico years ago and went out, because he was from the the South, Doing they did a lot of rockabilly recordings. So he went there and said, can I re-record the song? They said, sure. We recorded the song. They said, you want to release it? And they said, sure. (laughs) So they did. And it was a million-selling smash. And Decca watched
3: this whole thing from the sidelines. Okay, because I thought I heard you say Decca Brunswick. I didn't know if that was another entity. He was
4: saying that was um, an equivalent or another uh, recording label. Okay.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Fred and Denise. You guys both said that it was a case and Buddy Holly wins, right? Yes, sir. I am, for strategic reasons, siding with them.
1: Okay. Well, I I think that's
3: a logical thing.
1: So if you'd like to hear this, I will give you the answer. Now we have a minute or two so we can. Yeah, let's do it. And the answer to case or no case is true story. No case. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Cal, you're killing (laughs) us. That's because the astute 20 at the time, 20-year-old Buddy Holly cleverly schemed to release it and Todd you were you were getting in there on Brunswick Records, which was a subsidiary of Decca. Decca Records. So if Decca sued it would be suing itself for a song that was making a fortune for itself. And Buddy's version of That'll Be the Day was the first gold record he ever got. was a win-win for everybody. That was the day for Buddy Holly, that's who awesome. died at the age of 22 in a plane oh, crash, in a day commonly referred sad, to sad. as the day the music died. And that...
4: Oh, is that the song? Yeah. You, yeah. you remember the song? Yeah, uh,
2: the day the, the music
3: died.
1: Yeah, yeah, died. Bye-bye, bye yep. Yeah, that's about
2: that That's what this is about. So. What, what, yep. Tell me what Bye-Bye, Miss American Pie is about, that song. Um,
1: I just think it rhymes. That's all Does, Is that
2: Okay, it's obviously that part was about No, Buddy it's Holly. like Miss
4: American Pie. It's like uh, um, all the sweet uh, yeah, women, all the sweet life. girls in America cries because of this day Buddy the music dies. Richie yeah. Valens, right? Buddy
1: Holly, and uh, who, was the, who was the third one? Uh, oh, yeah. But the guy who did not go on that plane, who was supposed to, was Dion Domenucci, the guy, uh, the wanderer. Well, I'm the type of guy. He was supposed to be on that plane. He didn't. Wow. So
4: anyway, oh, uh, oh, wasn't that um, uh, Oh, that guy's name is well, like do, starts with a D We'll, we'll figure, right, yeah. we'll figure we'll it out be, during the break Dion, Dion. We'll be back
1: We'll be right back This is Radio Law Talk All advertising for legal services On Radio Law Talk Is strictly for the state or states In which the advertiser is licensed For more information Go to radiolawtalk.com <laughs>
5: That's 800-711-9218. Are you having a difficult time getting in and out of your old bathtub? They can help you convert any old bathtub into a walk-in shower, in some cases under $2,000, in about a week. It's simple, beautiful, and priced just right. Call Steve right now for your free consultation. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. 800-832-1549. That's 800-832-1549.
6: radio
4: law talk i like that show
1: you are listening to radio law talk on many great local radio stations coast to coast and border to border it's time for more radio law talk with denise dirks todd kunan and your host frederick penny frederick penny what do we do? We're off by a minute?
2: I think we're off by a minute. Oh, my
1: bad. Okay, well, that's okay. Hold on. We can fix that. That's all right.
3: Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
6: First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e cigarettes to teens? More than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brain.
1: And now, back to the show here with Fred, Denise, and Todd.
2: Hey, thanks for letting us in. Uh, look, we're going to talk about uh, the Amber Heard. We, this is a quick, quick uh, note, and we just want to get back to the, we were talking earlier during the break, uh, how... Amber Heard's, you know, trying to get a new trial, and and look, her lawyers, you got to try everything. You throw all the mud up against the wall and see what's trying to stick. And what they try to stick with is apparently there was a juror that 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 lived in the same home. They had the same name. One person was seventy seven. One was fifty two. It was probably obviously a father and a son, right, or a daughter and, a, and a, a a. I think I believe it was a father and a son. They had the same name, living at the same address. One was 77, one was 52. Amber Heard's lawyers claim, well, it was supposed to be the 77-year-old was supposed to show up, not the 52-year-old. And The 52-year-old showed up, and sure enough, they argued, no, and the courts held, sorry, uh, it didn't prejudice the outcome of the case. In fact, the judge said the juror was vetted, sat during the whole jury, deliberated, and reached a verdict. And not only that, you could have kicked him off, you know? Um, if you wanted to, that does not. And and not only that, they argue her never alleged in the argument that is her lawyers that the jurors uh, number fifteen um, was prejudiced in oh prejudiced oh her in any way. So they basically said the court said you never showed any way why you were prejudiced because this person and what they did to prejudice you. There was nothing there. So the court threw it out and said, uh, nope, everything's upheld, and uh, good luck. Now the question is, is Amber Heard appeal? Don't forget what happens on appeal. Now this isn't California, and I don't know what Virginia is. This is Virginia, but I'm not quite sure what the number is. But in California, while you're appealing, while that thing's sitting, it's 10% interest. And the amount of money that on, what, $12 million, $10 million, whatever, that Johnny Depp's supposed to be getting, the amount of money added up. I remember a case that we handled that was a six million dollar case, and it was ten percent in California. It was like twelve hundred bucks a day. I don't know, it was something like that. Some outrageous price, you know, because they were thinking about whether they're going to appeal. Every day, twelve hundred bucks, ching, twelve hundred bucks, ching.
4: And and it's not necessarily stayed during the yeah. time of the appeal either. Right,
2: right, and so. You know, uh, it comes down to, well, now they, now, don't forget, Johnny Depp needs to, they need to execute on the judgment. Um, they can execute against Amber. There's no way Amber has that kind of money to pay for it. She'll file bankruptcy, I'm sure. Um, but uh, I don't know, in Virginia, the laws to determine whether or not they can, there's some things you can't file bankruptcy for and get out of. And I don't know if this is one or not. It is.
4: It's intentional acts. And yeah. remember fraud. um uh, malice; those type of things, which had to be proved. Right. Those are the type of things that do not get discharged in oh, bankruptcy.
2: Yeah, that's generally. So. And not only that, does her insurance care coverage cover her? Her homeowners. Believe it. Or not, she have homeowners policies covers you for a lot of things when you're sued, but if it's intentional acts, most homeowners do not cover that insurance policies. So who knows? All I got to say is Johnny Depp is. Gonna do King Henry the Fifth? Is it? It is. Oh uh, yes, I uh, set you guys that up. Yeah, King Henry. He's it's doing like supposed Netflix. To be, right? Netflix supposed to be a thirty forty million dollar payout for him or something like that, and because he's so popular now, and Amber can't even get on Aquaman, where which was the shocker. I didn't realize she only got paid what two million dollars for that. Yeah, approximately. She was not. She did not get paid. I don't that think much. she
4: got the back end deal either. Where? Yeah. By she um uh you know got to piece of the profits at the right, at the right. uh, box office
2: like Johnny but Depp gets
4: one thing for sure since this landed well for Johnny Depp and the Heard matter it's also helped him in other cases that were pending right fred we're talking about yep. there was a lawsuit brought by the um by a, a crew member um, of the cities of lies um, that was a a film that was being Um, brought are being done by by Johnny Depp in the past and that crew member said that Johnny Depp assaulted him and another person that was involved in that same moment and they said they actually took a video of the event Um, said that the crew member was never assaulted that johnny depp stood up for an african-american homeless woman that this crew member was trying to remove from the set and he said racial slurs um, and was very rude to her that johnny got up from his seat and went over and defended the woman and said look you can't talk to her like that you know you can ask her to leave but you can't talk to her like that that's not cool man right and so um because of this witness this case settled, and it settled before trial. We don't know the terms of it, but we know that there's going to be some conditions that have to be met, and they have to be performed within 45 days of the date of settlement. And then a dismissal will be filed of the case no later than January 5th,
2: 2023. Wow! That was that that one witness that comes forward says Johnny Depp was a good person and protected this homeless. Minority sounded like. Right. Um, And settle that one fast, dude. Yeah, and it could have
4: gone bad if Johnny had still this over his head about being a wife beater and, you know, all of that type of stuff. It could have been uh, bad for Johnny, but it looks like somebody came forward um, and— Test, actually, did a deposition and a declaration to the court and to
2: assist him. You know what? Did There's a lot of testimony that said he was he's a good person. He was a good person. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he did have issues, and he fessed up to the issues when he, you know, he was drinking and took, you know, some drugs. He 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 fought those demons.
3: You know. You know, we asked a question, oh, a couple of weeks ago. And it might have been just when we were talking about what the effect of the O.J. Simpson trial, if, if the social media had been present then that we have now, how that would that have affected the O.J. Simpson trial back then? I think that we see that with Johnny Depp because, you know, this plaintiff's attorney in the assault case is like, look, if you want to work in Hollywood, he was a supervisor, he was a set manager. If you take this case, look what happened to Amber Heard, excoriated by Johnny Depp's fans. If you take this case... Good luck working at Hollywood again. Right. And
4: the funny thing is, or maybe not funny, but Camille Vasquez, the attorney for Depp, right. um, the one that was, you know, kind of the sideline attorney, but had the most um, impact and popularity during the her Depp trial. Um, she was representing him in this That's
7: right. suit, too.
2: Nice. When we come back, Elizabeth Holmes, fertility doctor lawsuit, 1992 cases being prosecuted. And Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos, the latest. We'll be back.
1: This is Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned as the show continues. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. Commercials commercial center, the announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
5: Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals we have great deals with most of the major top rated insurance companies we are your superstore for car insurance we've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Do you run a business and want to learn
6: how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800 559 5721 4869
3: I like the Amagosa
2: Valley. How did that happen?
1: This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny.
2: We're back. Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos. That is a interesting topic that we haven't discussed in a while. But her sentencing, she was found guilty um, a number of months ago. And she's out on a $500,000 bond of... Um, basically defrauding investors, uh, but not found um, on any charges or and was exonerated on charges of defrauding patients. The interesting thing is uh, Sunny Balwani, her co-founder was found guilty. um, By the way, they had a romantic relationship. um, 12 counts of defrauding investors and patients where Elizabeth Holmes was not found guilty of defrauding patients i think that's going to be critical when it comes down to the judge um giving them time or or coming down with their sentence and it's been kicked from october from september to october 17th elizabeth holmes don't forget she has a child um she's married um and you know what
4: and there was no explanation for the the extension of time from September no. to October. It was done by the court. Um, so we don't really know why it was um, um, done, but I, I think you, Todd, have
3: kind of a theory on that, right? Well, when, when, what's your, Kate, when Elizabeth Holmes – I said Katie – when Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes' sentencing date was set, um, Bolwani's trial was still going. It might not have even been started yet, so they, they didn't have the certainty of knowing, A – whether or not he would be convicted or not. And I say the certainty of knowing. I I think a lot of people felt that that was going to happen, but he hadn't been convicted yet, and the trial was not done, and you have to plan for delays. And so it wouldn't surprise me if this sentencing date for Holmes was picked as a uh, sort of a put a pin in it or a place marker. We're just going to keep the case on calendar so that we know it's there. But what the court really would probably want to do is to learn the results of the Bolwani case, hear the facts that came out in that case, and then sentence Holmes and Bolwani at or near the same time to ensure that there are not disparate sentences being meted out between a male defendant, female defendant, so that they can take into consideration the degrees of culpability on either side, so that, as Fred pointed out, You've got Bolwani, who was accused of defrauding both investors and patients, and that's a huge distinction. And so you would think that whatever Bolwani gets, that uh, Elizabeth Holmes should get less, but we don't know how that's going to play out. So maybe the sentencing report and the sentencing indication toward Bolwani is going to set the bar for what the range is for Elizabeth Holmes – but it makes much more sense to do them close in time.
4: Yes, and I have a different theory. I do have a more. theory, I have a theory because she just had a son a year ago that the delay is a little intentional to get that child out of the weaning years. Good idea. And, yeah, and to make sure that that child's not going to be so seriously harmed when she is in, put into prison because she may be able to take the child, but less likely, it's not likely she's oh, going to be able to. sorry
2: for that one-year-old exactly. baby. You know that baby's going to be so tied to her and just going to... No,
4: I totally gonna, agree. And okay. so I, I think the delay is, because it was done by the court, is just maybe just a humanitarian type of a delay.
2: Well, here's the thing, Denise, and you know I have brought this up before, and we've kind of said this, Todd and I, we've all said this. Here's a young woman, and again, I'm, she needs to to pay the price, right? But I, I'm i hoping for a more lenient sentence, and I'm saying that right now. I don't mind saying it on the radio all over the country. I hope that if the sentence is a little more lenient for her. I truly believe, this is what I believe, and, and again, I wasn't sitting through the whole trial it's what I've read and what I've studied, and the three of us have studied it. I think she truly believed in it. I think she truly started out with a belief. She's an entrepreneur. She's a woman entrepreneur in tech, which is very, very difficult, by the way. Go back and look at all the women who have made billions or hundreds of millions in tech. Very few. I know of a couple, and I know one personally that has done well in tech, and um, and she's still doing well in tech, but it's very few. I think it just got away from her, right? It got away from her, and she got too wrapped up in it, and she believed in it so much, she was willing to exaggerate. I'm not going to say the word lie. I know that sounds bad. She exaggerated way too extremely, extreme one way or the other to push her agenda
4: but remember that her machine did accurately test for nine different things it didn't do the hundreds of things that it was hoped it could do but it did accurately test for i think it was seven or nine i don't remember the number but right. it did test for seven to nine different types of diseases that it, it could identify
3: if elizabeth holmes was a 100 percent, completely independent actor on this and this was all her doing, and it was just her, I could see a, a, a harsher sentence. But, I mean, I think going back to the reason why these sentences for Bolwani and Holmes may occur at or near the same time. Now, again, I didn't sit through the trial. I'm just, a, I'm just a, as Fred said, a dude sitting on the sidelines looking at this. But my, my impression about this whole thing was that there were other people, largely Bolwani, that were using this young individual and her abilities to get donors and funds, but that he was manipulating it. He was the mastermind setting her up to be the fall guy if things went south, and he didn't get away with it. And, and, and honestly, if it comes out in sentencing and both trials that that was the case – I mean, I don't see, obviously, the court exonerating her, but I see the court looking at her as being more a pawn or a puppet in some other person's grand scheme. And and, and to that extent, I think Don't it's Hang on, Cal. Yeah, don't yeah, forget,
2: yeah, yeah. this is important to note, too, is the people that she, quote, duped are intelligent investors, not normal Joe Jane people. These are... Billionaires, millionaires, hundred, multi-millionaires. These are actual companies that are venture capitalists
1: with more lawyers that, than Johnny Depp. Yeah, that I mean, they right?
2: look into this stuff, and that's <laughs> right. and they're the ones that were supposedly quote defraud. And don't get me wrong, you need to be prosecuted, or I mean, you need to be found at fault for this. Hence, you know, I, everyone's like, hey, why don't you get a bunch of people invested? I don't want to because I don't want them thinking if I I messed up. But these people aren't stupid.
3: And, and, and the fact Cal- and the fact that before this criminal case started, she was investigated and found liable by a governmental regulatory agency and paid the money back that she was fined by that agency. Right. So so she's tried to make good on everything to this point. Again, it doesn't exonerate her, but it's heavily mitigating, and I would agree but with you the see Fred. Guys, I hope it's towards the lower end.
1: At the top of the funnel, everything looks good, right? So she's got a lot of people lining up. Those people bring on their prestige buddies just like Bernie Madoff. Madoff was making money for Steven Spielberg. Spielberg drops a dime. Hey, it's like, this guy's making me this much money. And so now the top of the funnel it looks good. And then things start to narrow. And what is she going to do? She gets pressure from the investors, pressure from people on her team. Did she lie flat out? I don't know. I'll bet you they told her what she wanted to hear, and she parroted that. To the people who were wanting to. Invest. Yeah, so one of the That's things that
2: carries a potential of 20-year prison sentence, each fraud count, which is a lot. I mean, but the the nice thing in this, in this federal case, it's judges' discretions. Those are only guidelines. Some state laws, you're required, the judges are required to give a minimum sentence. In this one... It is uh, rarely imposed, the maximum sentences, and the judge has full discretion. It's just a guideline. So hopefully the judge uh, will, will lean a little bit better. Just FYI, the judge here um, has, in the past, saw sentences ranging from six months to ten years uh, in similar type of fraud-type cases uh, where people defrauded anywhere from 91000 to $50 million uh, of people's money. But again, I don't know that it's intelligent people, big investors. Why is it when an it's investment funny. goes bad, That's exactly everybody right, cries Cal. fraud? That's what huh? I was gonna say, yeah. Cal. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. just gonna say, sure, if it hit big, guess what? They would have been laying fat and enjoying life, right? But no, 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 they have to. And again, again, let, let's see what happens. But let's hope, let's hope, Cal, that they don't come down hard on her. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm gonna say, give her three years. Give her three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, you take a, its a risk. It's called yep. a risk for yep. a reason, isn't it? Give her uh, three
2: years, and then with—and uh, then I know federal, you can't—you uh, don't get your half time right in federal. But that—that that just be a few years. That poor baby's going to have. Isn't to it three quarters moment. time?
3: You do about eighty-five percent. Yeah,
2: we'll be back. We're going to talk more about uh, this nineteen ninety-two death case and uh, fertility doctor <laughs> lawsuits.
1: You are listening to Radio Law Talk. There's more of the show straight ahead, and you won't want to miss not even one minute of it. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available nine to noon Pacific every Saturday live on radio. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available nine to noon Pacific every Saturday live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio La Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio La Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by The FDA.
6: Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between ten thousand to five million dollars in sixty seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as seventy-two hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal and the approval process is. Fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523.
5: Call now. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 that's 800 710 are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications how would you like to save up to 90 percent on your medications and have them delivered for free Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229 that's 800 800-7-3- 734
7: This is no fun. How did that happen? I'm mean at this time.
1: (laughs) Now, this is Radio Law Talk.
2: I always love how uh, you can hear Cal chuckling in the background on uh, those, uh, you know, fun little kitty bumps. Uh, Fertility doctors. We've been going through this fertility doctors issue for quite some time now. Uh, A number of uh, cases. One in. Idaho, right, Cal? There was one in um, – was it Arizona or Utah? I can't remember. There was another one we
3: did. Does anybody remember? The, There's one from Idaho, I think one, one from, from the Midwest. Midwest like somewhere,
2: yes. Like and then now we've got one in Kentucky, a woman suing a fertility doctor. There's a new state law that Kentucky passed recently that basically you know, uh, opens up the, the ability to sue if there was an uh, issue of – fraud by a doctor for fertility.
3: Now, now this law in Kentucky, let me tell you, if you look up the definition of the word tenacity... This person's picture should be there, and it is the plaintiff, Susan Crowder, in this Kentucky lawsuit because not only is she the plaintiff in this first-of-its-kind lawsuit in Kentucky, she's also the one who spearheaded the law getting passed to begin with. So she had to lobby, get the law passed once it's passed, then goes to her attorney, I want to sue on the new law that I just spearheaded getting passed.
1: So she knew it pretty well. She knew it might qualify. She she
3: did. What she didn't know – was the identity of the donor oh. several years earlier that uh, when she went to a fertility doctor to be uh, impregnated, and what, it turned what? out that the doctor was—I uh, don't know—supposed <laughs> to be a student. Apparently, supposed to be. It reminds me of that scene from Monty, no, from uh, Young Frankenstein, where where he says, uh, "Igor, what was the name on the brain that you got?" Oh, it was Abby. Someone. Abby Abby Normal. (laughs) He couldn't get the brain that he wanted, so he picked the other one. You just wonder if the day of, the doc's like, oh, my gosh, we're out of stuff.
1: I am just looking for a scene in that, like that parent court or the old Maury Povich show where he goes, (laughs) Mr. Doctor, you are the buff. (laughs) Well, here's what's
2: interesting. You know, then you ask yourself, it is kind of a catch-22. So the daughter's born in 1976. She takes a genetic test, and whoopsie. You know, it, it, it supposedly, allegedly comes from this doctor. And uh, then you say to yourself, I'm suing because I'm who I am. <laughs> because I wouldn't have been here if uh, I would have been different. I might have not been the same person. I don't have, you know, my eczema that I have. I don't have, uh, I'm going bald, or whatever, you know. That's what it, what's interests <laughs> me is what, what, what's the damages? I know. What's the damages? I would have been different? I don't know so no,
4: I this is this is why this lady sued is because just think how cringeworthy is this you you go through this very intimate fertility with a doctor and that doctor you trust and all of that stuff and then you later find out that he has invaded your body
2: but I don't I agree with that Itch. but but then I guess what I'm saying is is it the the mom that sued not the yes, daughter yes yes but still you would have had a different different Daughter, had it been someone else's um, DNA, what, what kind
1: of an insult is that to the child over whom she is suing? Yeah, that's what I'm just yeah. trying to say yeah. I it's mean,
4: not an insult to the child. No. It's a very personal assault. I don't, I don't really they disagree. Suffer that, that well, because I'm, of a result finding Janine, out this I, Janine, guy did it.
2: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, Denise. Yeah. I, I I agree 100. But I'm just thinking of the dichotomy here, or the you know the issue of okay, uh, what's the remedy? There is no remedy, but. The question is, oh, what's the damages? Well, I got this beautiful daughter that came from you, that you're right. You assaulted my body, but I, I it's like, I, you see know what I'm saying, Denise? It's kind of weird. It's just weird to think, doggone it, it had po- you done it right,
3: it would have been someone else. It poses an interesting philosophical yeah. question that may. Uh, it, it poses a question that may come up in therapy down the road if exactly. there's ever an argument between mom and daughter. Well, you know, technically you sued him, so you didn't want me. You wanted another DNA, and you don't – you know, I could see how that that may come up. And No, I in, think the
4: daughter is shocked because right. now she's got hundreds of step or half brothers and sisters right. out there by this doctor. Lots
2: of birthday parties. I mean, actually, the damages
4: <laughs> would be uh, personal injury-type damages and mental damages and emotional damages right
2: i don't know e- exactly. like like todd said though it's like mental i'm mental because i would have been a different person maybe i wouldn't have been here on the earth i don't know
4: no i believed all this time i was a different person than i am and now i've uh, been shocked and i found out that my, my real doctor's dad. my dad you know yeah. my the doctor that helped get bring me into the world is my actual father
3: and so my question here and is and i hadn't i wouldn't have been here if it wasn't that's it, it, weird it, there, there's been an explosion of these fertility fraud lawsuits and, and a lot of them have been spurred on by the at-home dna test yeah, yeah. for a- a- ancestry.com where it comes back it's like oh great but you know you're not related to the people you think are your parents you know you're not related to this and so a lot of this stuff has come out so a couple of questions that i have we, we can't answer them but in the case of this doctor He knew what he did. He knew that that child was his daughter. To what extent now does she become an heir to whatever his fortune as a doctor is going forward because he knew that. To what extent if she was a single mom thinking that it was an anonymous donor but turns out it's him, somebody that she had met to what extent is there the question about Unpaid child support for 18 years that he might owe coming back another
4: and I will tell you the answer to that. It's all going to depend on the agreement that was signed with the fertility clinic because yeah. you when you sign an agreement if the doctor never signed an agreement that he had no parental rights that he you know that right. that there was no he would not be a father or the doctor is liable right but usually in those scenarios that both the the mothers and the bio dads are signing agreements saying bio dad has no interest there's not going to become a parent you know he's not going to have any um obligations to the child and the mother is agreeing and and making those same agreements interesting so it is it's going to be a fun one to see. I like that kind of, yes. you know, things that come out of this. And I would like to see if the doctor himself signed one.
2: Well, if he doesn't, then maybe he... You're right, Todd. He pays, Does he he pays open paternity, the door? and then all that, she's going to inherit part of his stuff. Can
4: you imagine being the daughter... Uh, and she opens up her 23 andme test, and it says, you have 107 siblings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's why you I know? don't do that, 103. I don't do that. I don't want to see all the new siblings. I, I haven't either. My husband
4: bought me, but uh, the whole uh, family of those. Uh, Everybody's uh, done it but me. No,
2: I don't I'm do that I'm afraid stuff. of what I'm going to find. <laughs> let's let's do this really quick because we're going to end this. Let's just do really quick the 1992 strangulation death of the woman in Mount View. Todd, really quick.
3: So 1992, woman found dead. The suspect was was a tech ceo and this is a long time ago he was a suspect he was tried twice both cases result in hung juries after the second case the district attorney just dismissed the case insufficient evidence at that time in the 30 some odd years since they've procured new evidence new technology they're able to they believe prove that he did it he was arrested he is now charged with her murder again again and the question that many people have is, whoa, what about double jeopardy? What about double jeopardy? He went through two trials. Here's why double jeopardy probably doesn't apply to save him. Neither trial ended in a, in a, a conviction or an acquittal. So the reason why... When it doesn't end in a conviction or an acquittal, it's a hung jury the DA can dismiss in the state of California on a felony. You get one bite at the apple to dismiss and refile the case. That's what they opted to do. It's not a double jeopardy issue.
2: Ooh, very, very interesting.
3: So he's, he's facing trial now, 30-year-old oh, cold crazy. case. that's crazy. The love-
4: previous jurors, you know, they had big feet to fill.
3: <laughs> that, that, that could be. I,
1: I love those strong conclusions because they make me think. About the thing that I can carry over from the show into my week going forward. Yes. You know, in those, uh, you know, like, uh,
2: like quick takes.
1: Like a quick take when my froggy voice showed up. Okay, I'll do it. Like I'll a do quick a quick take. take. I'll Fred, start. Let's have yours. Look, first, uh,
2: you th- I already said this. Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. I don't think she at first. And I think she believed in what she what she was doing. I think she got caught up in things. She did pay back the money. And she didn't defraud any individuals. So, Your Honor,
3: I can't tell you what to do, but take that into consideration during your sentence.
1: Mr. Cunard, what would your quick take be about, please?
3: I'm waiting for a movie to be made about the fertility fraud issue, and I think it should be called Sperms of Endearment. Oh,
1: oh no. A, a, a wandering tale, yes. Okay. And, and, <laughs> and, and Denise, what is your question?
4: You know what? I project that Elon Musk is going to get in trouble with the Chancery Court for violating social media restraints.
2: Uh, ha, ha. We'll be back uh, next ha, week ha, with ha. worse jokes than that. I'm Fred Penny, your host with Denise Dirks and Todd Cunard, my co-host, and our producer Todd. C- uh, our producer Cal Hunter. See you next week.
1: Thank you, Fred. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a good weekend.
7: now call 800-279-1717 800-279-1717 that's 800-279-1717